welcome to The Lyle Shelton Show. It's wonderful to have your company. I'm coming to you from the brand new studio made available to good source contributors like myself. Uh, thanks to the generosity of supporters like you and of course the good source editor Dave Pellet. Well on today's show I'm going to rake over the coals of the US election. This is ongoing. I think all of us are a little weary of it but it's too important to ignore and we're going to have a look at some of the issues around voter fraud. Uh, I'm going to be bringing into the discussion a little later on in the program uh, my good friend Dave Pillow who's going to help me dissect this. We're also going to look at the latest example of gender fluid LGBT madness indoctrination of children in New South Wales schools exposed by uh, the indomitable Mark Latham. And uh, I'm going to show you uh, a clip from a very creative pro-life group but it's probably not a new clip to some of you it was new to me but i thought it was worth having a look at so all that and more today on the lyle shelton show thanks for your company i thought donald trump would win it appears i was wrong uh, maybe i'm conceding too much but his presidency will be over unless he can prove in court that there was enough voter fraud to skew the result I'm convinced there are questions that need to be answered. I'm not convinced the answers will provide evidence that would convince even Trump's appointments to the US Supreme Court to overturn the result. That's a big call. But the next few weeks will tell. And despite what his haters say, Trump is entitled to seek adjudication in the courts. I, for one, want to know how many Biden mail-in votes turned up after Election Day with no postmark on to prove that they were cast before November 3. I find it unfathomable that US courts allow mail-in votes to be counted even when there is no postmark to prove they were cast before the polls closed. Another example um, for the only in America file, I think. Why did dumps of hundreds of thousands of ballots, almost all for Biden, suddenly materialise in key states when Trump was leading on election night? Why were Trump scrutineers denied access? Can you imagine that happening in Australia? Election night trends, once established after a critical mass of votes have been counted, are rarely so dramatically reversed. Even the anti-Trump pundits could see it. The CNN election coverage took a sombre tone as that of Australia's ABC election night coverage when it became apparent that Scott Morrison, not Bill Shorten, would win. If the worm turned legitimately, I look forward to the media commentary explaining this extraordinary phenomenon. I get that the majority of mail-in ballots favoured Biden, but when 130,000 ballots dump at 4.30 in the morning and there are just 3,000 votes for Trump, something seems very strange. Has there ever been an election outside of Zimbabwe where something like that has happened? Maybe I've been listening to Steve Bannon and his war room pandemic too much, but I'm keen to see if Trump's concerns can stand up uh, to the test of the courts uh, or if they can be legitimately explained away. And if all these and more anomalies can't, uh, can be reconciled, well, fine. Those of us who favour a Trump-Pence White House should fold our tents. And so should Trump with grace. Now, I'm not holding my breath that that will happen, but let's wait and see how the next few weeks play out. What is far more alarming than the fake fear that was whipped up about the supposed Russian interference in the 2016 election 
is the actual interference by our big brother tech tyrants in Silicon Valley. Billions of us around the world signed up to Twitter, Facebook and Google believing they were ushering in a new era of freedom of speech. Their malicious intent as the arbiters of truth is now unmasked. They have censored or dropped in caveats on tweets and Facebook posts from the White House to my house when the approved line is not towed. Missing context. The same information was checked in another post by independent fact checkers in quote. Facebook wrote on my page. Big Brother is watching and will correct your posts. We all need to move to parlay fast. If Trump loses, it appears voters have rejected his bombastic style, but not his agenda. Greg Sheridan's uh, insightful uh, points in the Weekend Australian, um, where he says this, as one wag put it, the election was a contest between those who disliked or hated Trump's personality, as opposed to those who disliked or hated the Democrats swing to the left. Democrats talking of socialism, defunding the police and ending fossil fuels is enough to make the voters wary. Commentators routinely decry gridlock, but America, gridlock, my apologies, but Americans vote for gridlock quite deliberately, end quote. The blue wave predicted by the mainstream media and the pollsters didn't materialize. How these people can get it so badly wrong two elections in a row is mind boggling. They are the purveyors of propaganda, seemingly aiming to influence the election, not provide informed commentary or accurate data. Instead, a red wave locked in uh, Republican, control of the, Republican control of the Senate and swept Republicans into 27 of the 50 governor's mansions in the corresponding state elections. Biden and his radical left running mate Kamala Harris will surely be stymied in implementing their agenda. That's a relief. Trump threw a rock in the Washington Ponds establishment. He emboldened deplorables the world over, proving uh, or providing hope to those who don't want to be ruled by the woke PC overlords, uh, who are hysterical about the climate, and assert that white people have racism in their hearts because they are white. The stakes were higher than ever at this election, and voters knew it. With 72 million votes cast so far, Joe Biden won the majority of votes and won more than any other pre uh, presidential contender in the history of the US. But so too did Donald Trump, even though uh, he lags behind Biden by a few million votes. Both men are more popular than Barack Obama. It was an extraordinary turnout. Trump's movement hasn't gone away. It is half the country and it is strong enough to withstand the loss of the White House, but take fire insurance on the Senate and the state houses. These people, chumps as Biden sneeringly calls them, have not drunk the elite's Kool-Aid. Win or lose the White House, Trump's conservative revolution is here to stay. Well, welcome back to The Lyle Shelton Show. As you can see, I'm joined by a special guest, my good friend Dave Pellow, the editor of The Good Source News. Dave, welcome to The Lyle Shelton Show. Thank you, sir. Very good to be here. It's great to have you. Um, it's great to be able to just kick around the events of the last uh, mm. week or so uh, with someone like yourself. And uh, we uh, had that groundbreaking uh, live coverage of the election last week, that marathon four hours, I think we sat at this desk. Yeah, a bit uh, more. It was a, a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we called the election quite early in, in the piece. George Christensen called it for Donald Trump. Uh, we were all looking at the trends and 
based on any other normal election coverage, you'd think with the percentage of votes counted, the trends towards Donald Trump, um, it was laid down as that he would win. It was quite logical that we would call it. Yeah, look, I, I think it's too early to say uh, we were wrong. Uh, I think those are very solid predictions. Um, and and I think, uh, yeah, uh, the, the very disappointing uh, um, fact is that now the mainstream media seems to have reached the consensus that uh, that they can announce who the president is, like it's their yeah. authority. Uh, and, and clearly the Trump campaign and lots of conservative commentators are echoing this fundamental mm. truth, mm. Uh, which unfortunately from the highest office in the land and down, uh, there's a, a lot of people who don't understand the media don't decide the final outcome. And that's a really important point because uh, it's Wednesday today. Uh, on Sunday, it was um, CNN and uh, the other media that they, they decided that uh, Joe Biden had enough Electoral College votes. Mm. So they made the call. This, this result has not been certified by um, whatever the certifying body. It's not, they don't have an Electoral Commission like yeah. we do, but they, the Electoral College will meet once all the states have tallied all the votes. Yeah. But the, the voting isn't completely finished counting either. No. But um, they, I just wanted to... There's a lot of people who are saying, credible people, who are saying that uh, things don't add up here. It's not just the Trump camp. Um, I was interested at the weekend, John Anderson, the former Deputy Prime Minister of Australia, he posted uh, an interview that he did on his Conversations website um, with a man by the name of Victor David Hansen, uh, who wrote the case for Trump. And uh, he says that if all of the votes had been cast uh, according to the laws set down by the individual states, Donald Trump would have won the election by a long way. Now, this is this is on John Anderson's platform. So yep. this is not some conspiracy theory. This this is credible people discussing, um, with, you know, what they see as anomalies in this process. There are countless anomalies, and and even just to recall them off the top of our head would make a convincing case. Mm. And and yet, if if you like I haven't spent the time to research and, and create an exhaustive list, uh, but I, I think there's very high confidence that the Pennsylvania decision uh, will go to the Supreme Court mm -hmm. of the United States, uh, and there it will be set aside and a recount of only legally cast ballots on time uh, will, will be counted next time around. Uh, now, Pennsylvania has 20 seats uh, sorry, 20 votes for the Electoral College, and, and that obliterates Joe Biden's lead. Yeah. Now, now, that is one very likely to happen outcome. Mm. It, so if that was the only thing going on at the moment, A, um, it, it says that the way the Pennsylvania co uh, votes were counted um, is, is probably illegitimate and irregular. And the main thing to point out there, it's not necessarily election rigging, but the, I think it's the Pennsylvania judiciary uh, and the governor made between them, um, I think it was the state Supreme Court and, and the governor made some executive order they held up, yeah. um, which isn't their power to do. Well, and It's this not is, their authority. And this is the point that um, uh, uh, Victor David Hansen was making with John Anderson. He said that um, there was... It, um, there were lots of decisions made uh, in contravention to what the lawmakers in those states, so it, the state legislatures set 
the laws, mm -hmm. the rules by which the election should be conducted. That's right. And there were numerous changes made by uh, election officials, um, uh, boards that are, have, have some sort of jurisprudence over the running of the elections, but in contravention to what the politicians had decided when they set the ground rules. That's right. And uh, he makes the point that... It's that legislators that make legislation. That's right. Not courts and not the governor. It's not part yeah, of the governor's... And not bureaucrats running... Well, that's right. Governors were, were one. Some of the governor, governors made... State mm. governors, equivalent to our premiers, made executive decisions. Yep. And uh, some of the bureaucrats. Uh, so... Uh, Victor, um, and of course, Hanks. they were all Democrat governors that were accused uh, of changing the system. They, they were on the main. Um, Georgia is the only Republican-run state where there's um, contention, but the rest of those swing battle states. Did they change some rules, electoral rules? I'm not sure if they changed rules, but there's certainly yeah. controversy controversy over um, yeah. the, the running. And, and I can't give you the specifics in, in Georgia, but the, the vote was tight there, and it seems like there's been ballot dumps there, as there have been in Michigan and Pennsylvania. I mean, the ballot dumps need to be investigated, but absolutely. You go to Nevada and you've got thousands, thousands of Californians who have registered uh, property there because because that helps them uh, claim Nevada state taxes, mm -hmm. which are significantly lower than the oppressive taxes of Democrat-ruled California. And so they can vote twice so from their Nevada address so and that, their California address. That's got to be checked. Um, Rudy Giuliani, the president's this, this, lawyer, is uh, saying that uh, numerous he's got numerous affidavits from poll mm -hmm. watchers, what they call poll watchers, which we would call scrutineers, yep. who were denied access oh, to look. even watch the opening of these mail-in ballots. And that's got to be the most glaring thing. If, if mm. you're an honest mm. lefty liberal, uh, if you're intellectually honest, and, and you're looking at this and going, show me the corruption, show me the irregularity, show me the rigging, well... Now, now here's where it starts looking a lot like rigging, where, where there's a lot of smoke that demands investigation, um, and, and that is the, the secrecy over how the votes were counted. Why would you not let both sides equally scrutinise? Now, this is a basic precept that question, of Australian that democracy. That question has to be answered. It would be unthinkable in an Australian election for scrutineers to be told, sorry, you can't watch a postal ballot uh, being opened up and whether the signature checks and corresponds. Absolutely. Um, and, whether and the hundreds, rules are being followed. Hundreds of thousands of votes yep. got through the system. We know that voting stopped uh, in the middle of the night. We know that uh, big tranches of, of votes, of ballots, were dumped uh, in at 4.30 in the yep. morning in, in some states. Uh, multiple examples of this. Uh, where you had statistically impossible results occurring, 130,000 ballots for Biden, maybe 3,000 for, for, for Trump. Um, yeah. Just unheard of statistical and now, uh, examples of things. This is why people should be watching your show. Is, is because... <laughs> Thanks, well, it's because uh, th there's no accurate term that is softer than lying harlots, which is, is now the mainstream media. For them to take all of this information and dismiss it out of hand yeah. and declare Joe Biden the winner uh, arbitrarily as, as if, you know, Channel 9 gets you, to decide, yeah. decide the results of Friday Night Football without any reference well, to the you referee. Would think, you would think the media would want to understand and, and know why the scrutineers were disbarred well, and, and, and explain these ballot dumps and, and the other anomalies, the Californians voting in Nevada. Well, see, the other thing um, we've got to be looking at now is not only... Uh, what's the outcome of the court battle? What's the outcome of the recounts and, and the various contents and contests? And there's going to be litigation, which there will be, you know, there'll be lawsuits, which will lead to discovery phases where mm. evidence will be required from, from both sides. And what do we have to fear from truth? 
Um, I think one of the big investigations that now has to happen, starting with the polling and the, the pre-election uh, coverage, is now uh, punters, voters, media consumers now need to look at the mainstream media from the ABC through to the corporate um, free market media and even through to the Prime Minister and say, why are you lying to us? What is in it for you that you would so readily rush to a prejudicial judgment in favour of Joe Biden? What? Why are you so desperate to cover up and, and sweep aside all of this evidence, all of this... like? In, in what world would you be well, so ignorant if the shoe was on the other foot? I I exactly right. I mean, the, the incuriousness, if that's a word, of the media it is. to want to even investigate this. It I is. mean, it has alarmed me. I mean, you, you use some strong language about the mainstream media. I, I feel like I, there's I, a, a I, I think they have malicious a, intent there. Well, there's certainly something very wrong. Because and I'm speaking corporately. There's obviously good players well, in the when, media. When you see headlines um, of, of uh, the Trump campaign's baseless baseless allegations of voter irregularities. Well, I think the things you and I have just discussed now are not baseless. I, I heard the uh, media say over and over again that Trump had had no legal victories when I knew of three. I knew of three court mm. decisions that had gone the way the Trump campaign wanted to, while media commentators were still saying, he's had no success, he's got no luck, he's got no chance, he's getting told no and getting rejected over and over again. I'm like, how are you lying so brazenly? This is appalling to the level of which I'm now no longer a media critic or even skeptic. I'm, I'm just, I've, I've given up hope. They're irredeemable and totally prostituted themselves for a horrific... Uh, this, it, it, they're, it, they're meant to be a vital part of. This they, should be, they should. They should this at least isn't have a business like. They shouldn't just be dismissing it. They should be investigating this, and they should be at least saying, uh, "Well, look, let's you know wait and see the outcome." But uh, it's almost like the media have mm -hmm. performed a coronation of uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on Sunday, uh, again without uh, the results being the, declared. The disturbing with all these anomalies going on. You think they would want to know if? Um, an elect I mean, the sort of things we're discussing, the sort of things you'd expect in Zimbabwe, as I yeah. said in the editorial yeah. at the top of the show. Look, we, we have to hold them to a higher standard than we would an entertainment company. Yeah. Like, if you don't like, if you don't like uh, the, you know, some movie that's just not to your show because it's got too much social activism, fine, change the channel. But the media are an essential part. A free and independent media are an essential part to holding power to account, to giving voters information upon which they make informed That's decisions right. to change government. It's almost like they weren't interested in doing that. I mean, for the whole four years totally. of the Trump administration, uh, there's just been <clears throat> nothing but animus from the mainstream media. In the lead up to this election, as we saw in 2016, you had a combination of uh, big tech, uh, mm. which we're now calling the tech tyrants of Silicon Valley. I think it's an apt term to describe Google and Facebook for the sort of censorship and things that they're doing. I agree. Um, you had big media, which we've just discussed, and you had big pollsters uh, all predicting that Trump was going to lose in a landslide, in a blue wave to Joe Biden. Now, right. now, that hasn't happened. This has been a very, very close uh, election. Um, Quite the, the polls were completely happened. wrong. Quite the opposite has exactly. happened. Exactly. And yet no one is held accountable for getting this so badly I, wrong two elections in a row. I actually, again, another indication that the media has an agenda, and it's a political, social agenda. It is not an honesty, integrity, or journalism agenda. It's a political, social activism agenda. What they have failed to observe, honestly, with any degree of honesty at all, 
is that Democrats have totally lost this election. They may, once everything, there's a slim chance, there's a sliver of hope that if all of the legal avenues fail and reveal nothing, that Joe Biden is president. But at what cost? Their agenda and their rhetoric and their narrative has been completely, they, for four years they have, the media have campaigned against Trump's personality, yeah. Trump's policies, and Trump's supporters. They've campaigned against all well, of them. Well, remember four years ago, they weren't but, accepting the outcome of the election. They said this was a, a Russia uh, inside a, a job where Russia had interfered with the election. Mm. That turned out to be a complete hoax, not a skerrick of evidence turn, turned out against that. Yep. And yet now they are um, all down on Donald Trump saying he's got to accept the result and should concede. Yeah. Um, there's and, far more and, uh, and basis they, for him to hold out. And um, now they say election interference isn't possible. Yeah, you, you exactly. Get, you get people calling Joe Hockey irresponsible yeah. because he suggests, of course, there's some degree of voter fraud. Mind you, if he had said that about the 2016 election, they would have been singing no, his praises. It's demonisation, and, yeah. and it's here in Australia. Uh, I mean, our good friend George Christensen uh, today and uh, Craig Kelly, the Liberal MP for Hughes down there in Sydney, both of them, because they are raising the similar sort of things that you and I are discussing here tonight, uh, they are, uh, are being ridiculed by the Australian Financial Review as if there's some sort of um, conspiracy theorists uh, yeah. and out of step with Scott Morrison and, and the government. Uh, they've been demonised for the thing having I like legitimate scepticism. Here's the thing I like about Craig Kelly and George Christensen uh, and, and the thing I don't like about Scott Morrison and other, uh, I think it's probably appropriate to call them wet liberals, is they think they need to appease and earn the favour of the mainstream media. Like, who cares what the Australian Financial Review says? Who cares what Guardian or the ABC say? They are never gonna vote for us. They're never gonna vote for a conservative social platform. They're never gonna vote for conservative values. They are far, far, far left and getting further there. Yep. To, in Trump's favour, the thing he has really done by, you know, as you said, throwing that pond in, uh, throwing that rock in the, the pond, pond of the establishment, um, is he has basically laughed at the media and says, "Do what you like. Mm. Uh, do what you like. I don't need you. I'll talk directly to the people. Your history. Yep. Uh, if you do your job properly, fantastic. If you don't, you're fake news and dismissible." Now, Dave, I want to move on to Joe Biden's uh, speech. It, it was preemptive and, and presumptuous, I think, because there's still a process to run out. You mentioned the uh, the Democrats. Agenda, but um, th there were several things that struck me uh, in his speech, and, and Kamala Harris in her introductory remarks. They both went straight to hard left uh, issues of identity politics. Um, so they they mentioned, uh, well, well, Biden directly mentioned transgender. Now that's that's code for you know we are going to teach your children that their gender is fluid. He mentioned uh, gays, so we're into identity politics. He mentioned climate. They both mentioned climate change. Um, now, Kamala Harris is a proponent of this economy and jobs destroying Green New Deal. They both are. Um, it's on Biden's website, although he denied it. And, and Biden's ad admitted during the debate under pressure mm. from Donald Trump that he was going to ban fracking, uh, shut down the fossil fuel industry. Correct. They're going for zero net emissions by 2050. And already the pressure is piling on Scott Morrison this week in the parliament to, to you know, go down a similar path, even though Australia has already uh, hurt itself uh, massively uh, economically by trying to reduce emissions. And mm. um, the third thing they talked about was this issue of systemic racism. This idea that you and I, because we're white, we must have racism in our hearts. Now I abhor racism and if, if it exists and where it exists, and I'm yeah. not saying that there are not 
examples of where it happens. It and, exists and where it, imperfect people It should people be called exist. out, it should not be tolerated. Mm. But this idea that just because of the colour of our skin, that somehow they can see into our hearts and, and we have racism whether we yep. know it or like it or not. So th they've gone straight to these hard left, uh, identity politics, controversial things uh, right at the outset, outset and set a tone for uh, whatever administration they hope to have. They, Joe Biden used the word mandate and, and claimed a mandate in his speech. And he, he might as well have said, Martians come from chicken eggs with elephant parents. Like, it's just complete nonsense. There is not a single minority in America, not one single minority demographic in America that the Democrats didn't lose ground in, mm. that that Trump and yeah, everything... is supposed to be a racist, got more black yeah, votes. Than... <laughs> every, every single demographic, every single minority demographic, Trump made Latinos, significant gains yeah. in. The only demographic, it's been widely reported, it won't be the first mm. time you've heard it here, but the only demographic that Trump didn't do well in, the only demographic that didn't give Trump a mandate and Trump's policies an endorsement and the four-year campaign against them a complete repudiation was was um, white males with higher education mm. but yeah. it's like everybody's got better prosperity better freedom better liberty and peace under the Trump policies these policies from Biden and Kamala Harris completely rejected yep. by Americans now, the media like to lie about how divided America is, but that is in contrast to the homogeneity they expect, the conformity of thought they expect from 350 million people. Yeah. That's not divided, Look, that's a population. Half of the country voted for Trump knowing exactly what his policies were, that he is a repudiation of that woke agenda that I just described coming from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on Sunday. I think a massive proportion of the votes for the Democrats weren't an endorsement of their woke agenda. Uh, there, there perhaps might have been some concern about Trump's personality and his bombacity and uh, you know the, the narcissism and that sort of thing. But I don't believe that that Democrat vote reflected people who wanted their their sons to be put in a dress at school um, or, or that they want their economy destroyed uh, in the name of some sort of virtue signaling and, and that they were happy to pay the very, very high costs of, of um, mm. reducing emissions to net zero by 2050. So I think that's an ill-informed vote. But and, and the point of all that is that uh, well, we still have an America that, that is rejected a um, rejected the, the woke agenda that the Democrats have embraced totally. in a very radical way that's embodied by Kamala Harris. And, despite uh, the media's things. best efforts, despite the lying exactly. media's best efforts, Just, they have failed to sell the division exactly. that they sought to sow. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, if if there had have been an overwhelming blue wave, as mm. predicted, that would have looked like a divided America. Yeah. That would have looked like a population determined to separate people based on immutable identity mm. traits and, and fantasy theories uh, about gender. But no, what America said was, we're a nation of individuals. Uh, we're a nation of individuals who reject identity politics. Who reject, who reject critical race theory, who reject the, the narrative that Donald Trump is an orange man, very mm. bad orange man. Mm. Mm. It's like the, the media was completely lost on this. And, and the ignorant vote, those people who voted for Democrats anyway, uh, you know, 
if the media is their main source of information, small wonder. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I guess the saving grace of this election was that the, it appears the Republicans have um, retained control of the Senate. So a lot of the things that we are just discussing are going to be very difficult for a Biden administration to get through the Congress. Now, it won't mean they won't virtue it is signal. A good thing. It, it won't mean, mean that he can't yeah. perform some executive orders, that Kamala Harris can't give us PC lectures all the time, and I'm sure she will. Mm. But uh, to get substantive change on uh, a lot of these issues is going to be difficult because of... Um, the control of the Senate. As I said in my editorial at the start, um, the state houses, um, you know, 27 of the 50 states returned Republican governors. Um, you can't say uh, right. there is uh, an endorsement of a radical left. And the huge that. gains the Republicans made in Congress. Well, that's right. They, they, they had in, a net the gain House. of seats in the House. Oh, know. huge. I think it's like, like six or something. Uh, at least. least. That's conservative. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, at best, they've got two years, the Democrats, if mm. Biden is elected until the midterms yeah now something important to remember about this is in 2000 20 years ago uh, there was a contest uh, between presidential candidates bush and gore and that took no less than 30 days yeah. to get through its legal processes i remember it well there is no reason to be rushing to call anybody president just yet well look in fairness though i think um george w bush did um declare victory and he did set up a, a oh, transition it, team it's totally um, okay for the candidates to do that that that's normal uh, trump, i'd expect trump yeah. to do it. i'd expect biden to do it. what i expect is for the prime minister of the nation yeah, I, I think for thinking right. people and for the media to go hang and, on we've been at, here before yeah <laughs> and as you mentioned that i look i could be wrong here. it was a few years ago now but um i don't recall the media in america having a coronation in effect for george w bush while that legal process was drawn out in fact if I, if I remember rightly, they actually sneered at him for setting up the transition team. I remember you got Colin Powell and, and other uh, key staff together and they started working on their administration. So yeah. um, very different treatment to, um, to what Donald Trump is getting. Dave, I think we should draw a line under the discussion there. Sure. We've been going for a while. But look, I, I wanted to raise just a couple other things in the, in the time we've got left. This article really caught my attention today. And um, it's, again, Mark Latham. Um, what a champion that man is in the New South Wales Parliament, the One Nation leader down there. Now, The Telegraph is reporting uh, some great work that he's unearthed as a result of parents coming to him about, again, more of this radical LGBTIQA plus gender fluid theory being thrust down the throats of young children, uh, students, year eight kids at high school. And Dave, this is shocking. Um, this LGBT questionnaire, uh, which Latham has uncovered as a result of parents uh, from Kirawee High School, this is part of the PD HPE program. Um, I'm not even sure what that that, that subject needs to be abolished. Personal development, health, and physical education. I think. It is. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's just take a little bit of time. Let's, this questionnaire says, um, "What do you think caused your heterosexuality?" Uh, this is to to students now, to year eight students. We're talking, you know, twelve year olds. Um, when and how did you decide? Wouldn't it be great to indoctrinate? kids to send them prepared <laughs> how to answer this biologically, scientifically. Um, when did you decide you were accurately. heterosexual? When did you decide that you were heterosexual, Dave? Did you make a conscious decision? Um, these are the people that tell us that you can't decide whether you're gay or not. And, and yet they're telling... In fact, they've just their political movement has just changed laws in Queensland and Victoria and the ACT uh, to make it a crime to try and 
tell a gay kid that you know if you ask questions like this to a gay kids, you would be you would be fined or and, and criminalized under the laws that passed in these three states is it possible uh, your heterosexuality is a phase you may grow out of now if you said that to a gay kid again you'd be in breach of the new gay conversion therapy laws here in the state of queensland the hypocrisy is breathtaking it goes on and on um, if you should choose to nurture children if you should choose to nurture children <laughs> um, would you want them to be heterosexual knowing the problems they would face? What? <laughs> the great majority of sexual predators are heterosexuals. Um, well, now that's well, a uh, statement well, that can be um, contested. Well, do you <laughs> really consider it safe to expose your children? But, but the, what the, the, the great majority of sexual predators are heterosexuals. The great majority of people a heterosexual. I mean, this is just laughable. What, what are the odds? The great majority of drivers are heterosexuals. Well, have a look. Would you? Would you like? Yeah, like you could goodness. get run over by a heterosexual <laughs> driver. You're um, going to get run over by heterosexuals uh, more likely than a homosexual. Look, we're not going to go through all of these. But um, question eleven the stupid, is: It's hurting. How could the human race survive if everyone were heterosexual? Can, probably, I mean, the probably human race would survive. And then goes, considering the menace, oh the menace of overpopulation. Um, now, this is straight out of... Uh, That's about a thousand years old, that This myth. is um, unbelievable. Um, and then question 12. Um, there seem to be very few happy heterosexuals. We're obviously a very sad <laughs> We're um, miserable. Techniques have been developed uh, with which you might be able to change if you really want to. Again, the hypocrisy here is unbelievable. If you said to a, a young gay student... Techniques have been developed that, that you know, could allow you to change or, or a transgender kid who perhaps is starting on puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones, yep. you would be arrested for gay conversion therapy. Lyle, um, I have one piece of advice for parents. Homeschool. Homeschool get, or go to a Christian get, school while it's still free to teach uh, biological get your, reality. Get your kids out of school. Raise but, them yourself. Mark Latham, you know, what a champion. Um, yeah. This man will not rest. Why is this happening um, under a so-called conservative, the Berejiklian Liberal National Government, John Barilaro, the National Party leader? Yeah. Where are the people? And I know there's Christians and there's Roman, strong Catholics. Where are these people who have got some sort of moral yeah. basis? Where are the people who believe in biological science uh, speaking up on this? I, I always bring it back to it's my fault. It's my fault that we've got um, weak politicians. It's my fault we've got compromised conservatives. It's my fault that uh, we've allowed politicians, we, we've been understanding and, and gracious and, and conciliatory when they say to us, oh, we, we don't want to appear too radical like you. We've got to chase the votes in the centre, otherwise we just won't win. No, represent me. Yeah. You're my representative. Represent don't be, me. Don't be too hard on yourself, but I know what you're saying. Uh, no, we, you're, you're saying, all of us. we have all to take to... responsibility. Well, we haven't, have and, we? And we we've let this stuff it, slip through. If you're not a member of a political party, this is your fault. It's your fault Gladys Berejiklian gets pre-selected for her seat. It's your fault your local member gets... Like, we, we, it's not about being mean, and, and if you feel like I'm being mean, maybe take a teaspoon of concrete and harden up. Um, we have to take responsibility. We have to participate in our democracy. If this we, is the price of not participating. If we don't take responsibility, we give the power away yeah. to any solution. And if you want other people to uh, have 
the responsibility for the problems we find ourselves in. If you want to be powerless, then recheck responsibility. We have to find but it's on us. We have to demand that our politicians the, um, are accountable. That this sort of sort of stuff is contested, and it's and that I, I we think find our voice. I think it's impossible. Uh, it, smart, credible, intelligent people will disagree with me. So I stipulate this is just my opinion. But I think it's impossible to start a new Conservative Party, to start a new minor party. Well, I've been there, done that. We've, we've had a crack. to prove it. Um, we've I, had a crack. We've got to make the LNP work. I think we've got to um, renew the major party on the right um, with an influx of, of rightly motivated, democratically participating members who demand um, their constitutionally entitled representation from their major party the, the right to pre-select members. And if it takes 10 to 20 years, so be it. Don't have a short-term goal that frustrates success in even the medium term by you quitting when the short-term doesn't work. Well, we've Get in there and make a difference. And, and because of things like this. Dave, um, our time is gone. There's, there's two things I want to do before we finish. Um, the first one is uh, continue to remind viewers and listeners about uh, my book, I kid you not, uh, notes from 20 years in the trenches of the culture war, and uh, perhaps we can flash that up on the screen. Um, I'd really encourage you to, to get the book. Um, it, and it's because I believe in the message, and I've had mm. so much feedback from people who have read it, and they've told me how it's impacted them, how it's made them angry about the sort of things that Dave and I were just discussing. Um, this is, uh, we started highlighting the, the gender fluid stuff when I was back at ACL about five years ago. Other groups did as well. Uh, the book is full of stories uh, like this that will blow your mind about what politicians are getting away with because we're not participating as you've said so That's right. please um, get the book um, it'll inform you more it'll help you understand what's going on behind the scenes uh, you can get it at lyleshelton.com.au uh, $35 includes postage and handling it would make a great Christmas gift uh, perhaps you've read the book um, you might know someone who uh, might um, benefit from reading this over the Christmas period when there's a bit of downtime. I'd encourage you to get that. Yeah. Dave, as we leave the show, um, I wanted to show people this new pro-life video that I discovered on YouTube the other day. You've told me you've seen it many, many times. It's from a Canadian group. Um, Fantastic, yeah. Um, Choice 42, I think they're called. I looked look them up. Um, they have a lot of really... You know, we, we've got to be creative about getting the message out about human rights for the unborn. And um, I'd like to leave our viewers and listeners with this clip. Many of you may have seen it as you have. Did you, did you have some reflections on it, Dave, without um, Look, it, it it's a really, it's a great uh, piece of, of uh, media to underline the very simple, uh, profound but simple reduction of the entire abortion debate. It's just a big truth bomb, isn't it? Well, here's, <laughs> the, here's the two things. If you are pro-abortion to any degree, you are either anti-science, mm. as this movie, as this media so hilariously highlights, mm. uh, but if you're not anti-science anti and you recognise the humanity of the living human from conception, then you must be anti-human rights, mm. uh, because it, it's never okay to kill a living human uh, for anything other than the a preservation of another person's a life. Absolutely. And look, you and I can discuss this intellectually and well as we're doing now, but it's one thing to produce a piece of really creative media that's funny, that's witty, uh, that makes you laugh at just how ridiculous it is that we allow this travesty to happen. So as we go out today, please um, take a look at this. Um, but 
from me and from Dave. Uh, thank you for joining me uh, this thank week on the Live Shelton Show. Thank you for letting me rub it on. Mate, it's been great. It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure to rake over the coals of the US election and other yep. things. Thanks very much for joining us and please join us again uh, next week on the Lyle Shelton Show. Human rights. You may think you've always had yours, but you would be wrong. So how did you get your human rights? From the magical birth canal, of course. Disclaimer. Birth canal is not the size of an actual birth canal. Just saying. Before the baby or fetus is born, it is not a human being, clearly. But as it passes through the birth canal, something amazing happens that transforms it into a person with human rights. Observe, not a person, not a person, not a person, coming out the other end, a person! Human rights! Congratulations, you now have value. Can't say the same for this one. So what exactly happens in the birth canal that causes this magical transformation? No one knows. But popular scientific theories include fairies, aliens, or of course, a mini Big Bang. I think it's fairies. No human rights? Human rights. No human rights? Human rights. Makes sense. Thanks, magical birth canal. Science, logic, magic, human rights. What if it's a C-section? The Lyle Shelton Show is a production of The Good Source, hosted by Lyle Shelton. To watch, listen to, or read more content without the SJW PC fact filter, visit goodsource.news. Good, S-A-U-C-E dot news. Become a Good Source supporter for exclusive access to live and unedited interview recordings, including the conversations before and after the show.